getting ready to start joking, right? Pretty exciting crowd. Um, oh, got some feet. Oh, feedback. That's what. Yes. No, don't record. Oh, so. Thank you for coming to Mutiny Radio's Open Mic Friday Night. Woohoo! This is a big yeah. Look at this crowd. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of good comedy coming out of this crowd. I can tell. I'm feeling it. No? Why no? You should say yes. Yes. All right. I like it. Yeah. So we've got uh, spaces for 18 comics. Everybody's gonna get five minutes. Um, George over there will light you um, at four minutes so that you know to wrap up um, because we have, uh, you're making me nervous recording me, um, because there's another group coming in here at, uh, at eight o'clock. There's going to be some, a showcase here, so that's why you have to, uh, five minutes each, um, and at six minutes, George said that he was going to blow a horn, so I don't want to... This is a small room. I don't know what that's going to sound like. And, um, oh, it's a $2 mandatory, just kidding, $2 suggested donation. You could give more, um, but not less. And every t- for every comic that gets up, you have to put $2 in the thing, or George will blow the horn. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought I'd, I thought I'd warm up the crowd <laughs> with some, with some jokes, um, I have a couple things to say about San Fran- living in San Francisco. We recently moved out of San Francisco. But um, for one, because of the tech industry, guys that look like Screech can finally get laid. Um, and also in San Francisco, um, if you live in a van, you're not considered homeless. You're considered a minimalist. Or I've been seeing a lot of tents. A lot of people are camping here. I guess. Um, And then also living in the closet is uh, something that you do to save money on rent. That's, those are my, those are my, like, mom jokes, I think, that those would be called right now. Um, Another thing, I recently started um, binge watching. I know that I'm late to the game on this, but um, I, uh, I feel like they should call it Next Fix instead of Netflix because I feel like when, I, when all of my friends finish a series, they're like, what else you got? What else you got for me? I feel like they put it on social media, they're texting, like, what do you like? What do you like? Like, Mad Men's too soft, Breaking Bad's too fat, too hard. So I think they shouldn't rename it. Um, but I finished watching um, uh, Breaking Bad, and that was five seasons, and I felt like that was a lot of time, it was a lot of commitment that I put in there, you know? And after, 
I was finished, I was walking around like aimlessly. I didn't know what, I didn't know who I was. I just felt so lonely. I found out that I have PTTSD, post-traumatic television series disorder. So um, those are my jokes. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think that we had a number one person on the list and he is not here. Or she, but there's there's not there's nothing on the list for number one. So does any? I think the next either if someone wants to go first, or else otherwise it would be Dax Santi. What's up? How you guys doing? Yeah. I'm not doing that good myself. I recently turned 47 years old, you guys. That's getting dangerously close to 50. I'm starting to feel those aches and pains that you see in the commercials. Some of you might be too young to know what a commercial is. Um, my knee's been hurting. I messed it up. Getting out of bed. I mean, what am I supposed to tell people? You know, be bastard. Um, I'm supposed to be woke. I'm 47 years old. Not sure if I used woke correctly there. That's the first time I've said that word in public. I kind of feel like I'm going to be a grumpy old man because uh, what I really want to say is... <laughs> um, that's not even grammatically correct. Sorry. Woo, new material. Don't do the new material. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I'm 47 years old, though. I'm, I'm supposed to be woke. Like, I'll sit my ass on a couch on a Friday night with my two cats and my wife and a cold beer. Hot tea, though, if you have it. Uh, and a warm blanket. And watch the Discovery Channel. Last weekend, I watched a three-hour uh, documentary on plants. <laughs> Foliage, man. I'm here to tell you the uh, Venus flytrap is a gangster. Other plants will go up beside it and look over and go, Hang on. did I just see you eat meat? For real? That's OG. I mean, the rest of us are sitting out here photosynthesizing, and you're like, fuck it. Whoever lands here is getting eaten. Um, probably wasn't always that way, though, for the Venus flytrap. Probably used to be just a regular old plant. Um, but like the rest of us, somebody was probably fucking with him, so he snapped. He's probably hanging out in a field with his friends, saying, uh, If that fucking fly comes over here one more time and shits on me, I swear to God, and his friends mess with him saying, what are you going to do? You're a plant. You say, no, not today, man. I'm going to bite him. No, you know what? I'm going to swallow his ass. And they'll (laughs) laugh at him and say, you know what? You green, skinny bastard. You don't even have a stomach. And say, all right, you'll see. Later that day, that fly will come around, and he'll land on the Venus flytrap. And he'll say, this is a good place for me to, not today, bitch. <laughs> Your shitting days on me are over. Anyway, that's the uh, 
That's the history of the Venus flytrap. Uh, what other documentaries have I watched? Um, I always feel bad for the fathers in the documentaries. Like I recently watched a documentary on birds. Imagine if you were a bird and you had to say, son, today's the day I'm going to take you out into the field and show you what it means to be a woodpecker. And the son would be naive and say, well, okay, well, can I bring some friends? He'll say, more the merrier. And they'll fly off to a tree and uh, the father will show off for his kid a little bit and say, all right, kids, stand back. And the boys will be like, wow, man, your dad's so cool. He's even got a mohawk. <laughs> his father will walk up to the tree and say, kids, here's what you do. The bugs are inside there. What you do is you take your face and you start smashing it onto the tree. And all you do is smash it. You keep looking for the... And the kids will kind of step away from Junior and say, what's wrong with your dad, man? Why doesn't he just eat these ants? There's a line of them right here. And... Uh, that's the last day Junior will be proud of his dad. And they'll fly home. Dad will walk in, a little dizzy, land on the nest. And his wife will go, great, you've been out drinking again. And he'll say, no, no, no. I was out teaching the boys. And she's like, zip, where are the twigs? This nest isn't going to finish itself. And uh, he'll say, all right. He'll turn around and he'll go to the edge of the nest and he'll look down and see a Venus flytrap with his arms rocking him. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's my time. Sue? Great, great set. Um, on that note, um, I'm happy that there's the over 40 contingent here. Um, when I turned 40, I got this email that was like, Forbes best, F Forbes 40, best 40 under 40. And I was like, oh shit, I just missed it. <laughs> like I ever had a chance. I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg and Brian Chesky got their start at like a state college interning for Father Stan's like closed circuit uh, Catholic channel. He had a Catholic talk show. Anyway, all right, our next comedian, I'm gonna, I don't want to butcher your name, so. It's Utsoff. My name is Utsoff. Utsoff. Yeah. All right. Woo. Keep it going for your host. Oh, God. I am not nearly as woke as this grumpy old man right here. <laughs> um, new material Fridays. Yay. Um, I, uh, I'm an immigrant here. Well, technically, I moved here 10 years ago, and I'm here on a visa, right? And um, so my official status is non-resident, non-immigrant alien, okay? The official status for an actual alien is alien. <laughs> that means it's easier for an alien from out of this world to make it in America than it is for someone outside of this country. Isn't that fucked up? That's pretty weird, man. So I, I decided I'm moving back. This is not a uh, joke. I, I'm moving back to India after 10 years in America this fall to pursue entrepreneurship and comedy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and um, so uh, I wanna, what I want to do is explain to you guys what my decision-making process was like 
uh, in terms of why I decided to move to India. So here's what happened. I, I watch a lot of NBA basketball. And um, so I was singing the American National Anthem in the shower. Okay? And I was like, And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh shit, I gotta move to India. That's that's how I decided. Needs a stronger punchline, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, dating culture in India is very different from dating in SF. I feel like dating in San Francisco, it's kind of like applying to a tech job in San Francisco. Because before you even start, you gotta have a phone screen, right? And um, your first date is kind of like a casual setting. It's a coffee chat. You just kind of meet just to assess whether or not this person's even got a personality. And if that goes well, you get a second date, right? And a second date is with the more senior, more kind of serious manager version of the person that you're sitting across, right? And it's usually in a kind of a skill-based, advanced kind of situation where you have to deploy skills like listening and ordering the check. And, you know, if you get lucky and you get really good, then you uh, you might even, you know, break those hiring processes and get it in on the second date, you know. Some companies will break that. Um, but if that goes well, then you make it to the third date, right? And the third date, this is when you meet with, like, the CEO or the founder version of the other person. Um, and usually, you know, you're talking about deep things. You're talking about the vision and mission. You're using words like that uh, before you get in bed with them. And... Um, you know, uh, before you even know it, two and a half years later, you're about to quit and start up all over again. So that's that's an analogy without a punchline. I guess new material does not have punchlines. That's my takeaway from this. <laughs> um, obviously, I wrote that bit because I'm single now after a two and a half year relationship. <laughs> I've been masturbating a lot. And um, there's a, I guess, sure, pro-masturbation here, I guess. <laughs> um I feel like there's a vast difference in, uh, in the clarity of, of a man pre-masturbation as opposed to post-masturbation. Do you guys feel that, men? Like, pre-masturbation, there's like, you're very horny. You got a lot of testosterone everywhere. You're pacing around. You're at a bar. You're kind of like, like a gorilla, like at last call, just like, who can I buy a drink right now, you know? There's a lot of that going on. Um, but post-masturbation, it's like you just snorted Adderall. You're like clear, like, oh, shit, yes, I need to, you know, calculate things and move forward. It's very analytical. There's a lot of clarity. And uh, for me, uh, here's, here's how I masturbate, you guys. I'll be, like, thinking about a girl, like, oh, she's got great tits, and she knows data science, and she's got a great body, but she lives in Portland. And uh, you know what? I don't mind doing air travel just for her. And oh, 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 I'm done. I need to do my taxes. That's, that's how it is for me. It really is. I, that actually happened to me because I just did my taxes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, religion. All right, can we go there? Can we talk about religion? Yeah. Of course we can. I, yeah. I, uh, I guess I'm a Hindu. I, was, I wasn't really raised religious. I have an older brother, my grandmother and I. Uh, my grandmother raised my brother and I uh, pretty religious. Um, she shoved down all 330 million Hindu gods down our throats every summer. And uh, I was asked to address my brother as bhaiji. Okay, that's a Hindi word. Um, and that's basically a term of respect. Okay. And um, 
when I asked why, she was like, well, we pray to Lord Ram. And Lord Ram is like one incarnation of God. And uh, my brother gets to be Lord Ram, and I'm his younger brother, Lakshman, who's got zero superpowers. And I was like, why do I have to be this like useless guy that's in the entire governance structure of Hindu gods? It's really annoying. And I was like, wait, why don't we pray to Lord Krishna, who's another incarnation of God? Lord Krishna has the entire universe in his mouth. He has the ability to hold an entire mountain on his pinky, and he's got blue skin. He's like the Black Panther brown people. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do And then my brother could be his older brother, Balram, who no one fucking knows. And um, I was like, fine, we could do that. And uh, Lord Krishna had one main wife, eight principal queens, and over 16,000 junior wives, you guys. Yeah. That's more side bitches than The weekend will ever have. Man, they were practicing polyamory even before that shit was trending on Twitter. Anyway, that's my time. Uh, thanks for the feedback, you guys. Keep it going for your host. All right, awesome. Awesome set. I, I like that. was educational and humorous. Um, let's see. Who's, has anybody donated to the uh, water canister of, of bounty? Two dollars in coins. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, oh wow! Look at this. I feel like. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Our next comedian um, is Marcus. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like like Madonna. Okay, and there's the... Okay, I was going to practice this for five minutes. I was just going to practice this for five minutes. Okay, I take the... I get the... I, it comes here, and then I... Oh, okay, I was gonna, I'm going to practice putting it back. I'm going to practice putting it back before, before the five minutes are over. I'm going to think before it's over about how I... Got to grab this. All right. Um, okay. I, uh, no offense to the rest of you, but I want to talk to you two guys because I was out, outside. Because you you guys are like good, really good looking people. Like I was outside. Uh, that's why I said no offense to the rest of you guys. There's the thing. But I was I was outside. I was like, look at wow, look at those two guys. Like, um, and and I was yeah. I was just where, so where are, you, where are you guys from? Are you um, were you playing music before? Okay, all right. And go back and take a listen. Mutiny Radio. Love Mutiny Radio. Have, have, you, have you modeled ever? Either? Yeah, no? All right, no models. All right. All right. Well, so just, you know, there's, there's time. But I mean, you know, so that's a you know, different audition, right? I was like, what's, what's I was going to say, what, where am I? Is this an audition? Am I auditioning? Okay, no. All right, I, no, I'm focused. I got some, I got some stories. All right, I've got a story. Some observational humor. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, that was it. That was the joke. All right, moving on. So I was, uh, so I was going to see. Uh, I was meeting my mom at a uh, cafe, and I was going to see a movie after. And I parked. Uh, I parked the car, uh, and it, and I went to go see her. But I realized I forgot to feed the meter. I was meeting her at three thirty, and we were seeing a movie at four. And the movie was going to go from four to six. And uh, and I had and I forgot to feed the meter, so I went back to my car to feed the meter. I left my mom at the coffee shop. Sorry, mom. Blah blah blah. 
and I'm going there feeding the meter and I put some money in, but it's a two hour meter, so I can only feed it till 5.30 and the movie ends at six. <laughs> you guys are like, some, somewhere in your brains you're trying to focus on what I'm saying. Mostly not, mostly you're just like totally thinking about something completely different. But on some level, okay, the movie starts at three, uh, starts at three or four, the meter is going to run out at 5.30, and after I put the money in, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to leave the movie at 5.30 and go and uh, feed the meter. That's going to suck. Maybe I should just repark the car, and uh, that way I won't have to leave the movie. And But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. But then if I do that, then I'm keeping my mom waiting for longer now like while I repark the car. And by this time, I've like walked back to the car door, and I'm like, well, so I don't want to leave my mom waiting longer now. But uh, at the same, and then so maybe I should, and then, but I've I've already walked back to the car door, and it's just a little bit longer. But then, if I, I'm, there, I'm, this is this is really complicated. I knew this was going to take some time. Uh, yeah, 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 no, I I got this, I got this. So so then I was like, um, you know, I think what's what I lost track of not only like which I should actually do. But at some point, I, I, like, I caught myself being like, oh, I'm weighing all these factors. And I'm like, man, this is just indecisive. I just need to do the decisive thing. But I changed my mind so many times that I didn't remember what the decisive thing was. You know, it was like, <laughs> which, which I, I, mean, I should just do the thing. But like, which one was I doing? Like, I didn't know. Anyway, um, decision making. All right, and that was going to segue. Decision making, segue. Um, man, this, this, like... Yet. Um, so, uh, what else? Um, I was uh, talking about um, how uh, a lot of our nation's problems uh, started. Okay, so decision making. There's there's a segue. So decision making is. Uh, I noticed that I do a lot of my decision making. I just like compromise on shit, or just I just do whatever is sort of easier. Like, okay, we'll just. Like I don't, I'm not decisive. So I want to try to do the decisive thing, but I'm like, I'm not decisive. I just do, do some bullshit compromise to try to please everybody. So, um, and I think like our country does that a lot. So like, I was thinking that one thing that really got us fucked up, like fucked us up, was uh, somebody decided to just let Alaska and Hawaii become states. And they're like, why did? And like, probably a lot of people knew this was a bad idea, but then they're like, well, you know. Come on, and these these guys—they're they're wanting to, and that would make 50 states, right? Like that's an even number. Like that's why they're states, and Puerto Rico is not a state. And anyway, and that's the problem because, see, uh, if it wasn't for Hawaii becoming a state, then the birther movement never would have happened because Obama was born in Hawaii. There's no controversy there about that. And if Obama and the birther movement hadn't happened, then the, 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 the Trump wouldn't have even come around and been, been president. And uh, I just reminded everybody that Trump was. And now I'm talking about Donald Trump. Fuck, I was talking about the whole thing. So, um, I wish I had some, like, one, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, um, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm stuck in my body, um, and what I mean by that is that, uh, like, I just, uh, it's not that I think I'm a woman, it's just that I feel like I'm not, I don't really understand how to move my mouth and make words and sentences. Like, I don't know how this is working. I just feel like it's just a fluke. So, anyway, I don't want to take any credit for any of this or any blame, but my name is Marcus Dittmeyer, and thank you very much. All right, I'm gonna. Um, oh, oh, also we have a we have a.
group of students coming in to film us. What if what if we're really all on like some sort of joke <laughs> TV show kind of thing? And this is all I don't know. Anyway, so um, if you have any issues with the students, you know I don't know, kick them out or something. So there you go. Um, uh, what's that? Oh. Oh, cool. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to say that um, I, I have a problem with businesses that start with superlatives. Like I took my son to Great Clips the other day and he came out with like a mohawk and I didn't even ask for that. So I feel like Great Clips should be called like meh clips or something like that. And then, like, not to brag or anything, but I recently stayed at a Best Western in Bastrop, Texas. And, um, yeah, it was, I don't, don't ask why I was there. But anyway, I felt like everything that they, I feel like they're totally focused on being mediocre, if you notice. Like, they're, they know that they're not the Weston, they're not the Ritz-Carlton. Like, they know that they're who their audience is, and they play to it. So I was thinking, like, how do you think they figure out how to, you know, like, the, they probably have a buyer at the Best Western who's focused on being mediocre. Like, <laughs> I want to buy, I want, you know, I want to put, like, 200 thread count sheets in every room, and, like, and I want to have towels that don't quite make it around when you try to, you know, they want to, I want to show a little skin. Or else I feel like they have someone that um, is just a mediocre person, like Dale from Pocatello, Idaho, who like has a paddle tie, and he's like, oh, I got 200 thread count sheets. That's fancy. So that's, that's just my take on uh, places with super, like supercuts even. Like that's not great. I feel like they're making up for something with that. Anyway, okay, we, our next comedian is Charity. And I'm not going to butcher your last name. Woo! Okay. Thank you. Hey, yes, it's Charity. And I think I'm the only Charity, so I don't think I have to do last name. I don't know. Right? Who are you differentiating me from? At that point. <laughs> anyway, anybody uh, having a really awful life right now? Is it uh, just me? Oh, good. My God, these last two weeks, uh, I don't ever want to relive them. So if any of you can make that happen for me, I really appreciate it. Uh, and it all started, I kid you not, two weeks ago when I, at work, I got pranked by our work toilet. And okay, there's a backstory, so let me go there. Uh, we just renovated our offices, and so we got these fancy new restrooms, fancy new everything, which is nice, because our old office was from like 1972. I think that's the last time it was even cleaned. Uh, but this new restroom, it, it, was, it was exciting to me because they put in touchless um, toilets, the self-flushing kind. So you know, you do your business, you stand up, they take care of your business for you. Um, that's always good in theory, because I, I hate touching things anyway. I mean, I'm really thinking about the fact that 
This probably has never been cleaned. This, this, now everybody's gonna think about it. Should I lick it now? Should I really make it gross? <laughs> but uh, I don't like touching things. And you know, handles on toilets, those never get cleaned. So I, I have an aversion to touching something that people have touched immediately after wiping their asses. So yeah, I was really excited for these self-flushing toilets, but then it turns out they don't know what the hell they're doing. And yeah, they're like our interns. They're really eager and really bad at their jobs. So they're making my day really bad all the time. I'm in there just, I know it's work. I'm, I'm in the stall working on my project <laughs> in there. Yeah, and without warning, <gasps> They flush, they go off, I get that cold spray up my backside. I'm thinking, oh, how many diseases do I have now? Uh, so that's fun, and of course, I'm, I'm trying to teach them. Turns out you can't really teach <laughs> self-flushing toilets, so that's going nowhere. Uh, but I don't like one major thing. I, I, Of course, everybody has to go, and when you have to go, you have to go, right? But I hate going number two at work. I hate it. And I have really, I've asked around, a lot of women hate pooping at work. I'm going to use the poop word. Um, seriously. I know guys around here, if anybody out there <laughs> wonders what uh, guys think about this, you can see the faces where guys are like, oh, what's, what's wrong with pooping at work? But it's a big deal to women. We don't like it. We are women and we like to pretend that we don't even poop, you guys. So, um, the other day, well, oh, in fact, you know, if it's the end of the day and uh, I have to go, if it's anywhere after 3 p.m. and I've got a poo, I might even cut out of work early. I might be like, uh, guys, I'm going to take off now. I've got shit to do. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, you got that. Took a second. Uh, yeah, so seriously, I will avoid it at all costs. I will hold it. I will try to suck it back up in. Not the best visual. But the other day, it was not the other day, two weeks ago when this all started, um, I had to go. I had to poo. And it was 9 a.m. So I had no choice. Like, I had to poo at work. And I was really upset about it. I was, like, trying to bargain with my bowels. Like, please, just, just wait another few hours. I will leave work early. Can you hold out till 2 p.m.? No. Yeah, the bowels were not holding out. They were like, we got to go now. And so I'm like, OK, OK, well, uh, maybe if you hold out for another hour, maybe people will start leaving for uh, early morning meetings or, or lunches or whatever. Nope, they're not doing that. Uh, the bowels are like, like, no, we got to go and we got to go now. And I knew that because my eyes are watering and my butt crack is even starting to sweat. It's grabbed this big wad of panty and it's, it's already mopping its little butt crack brow. Um, I will get that waxed. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, fine. So I go down to the bathroom and I'm like, you know what? Nobody will even be in there. But of course somebody is in there. And so I'm like, oh no, I get to poop in front of a live studio audience, yeah! And uh, yeah, so luckily for me, the gal in the other stall also had to poo. And she had to poo. I mean, she had to full on uh, tuba symphony that place. She was making every possible noise that can come out of you when you are going number two. And I was really grateful as I was hearing her uh, car honks as she's going. Her, her little sounds that sound like a balloon animal telling me how cute I look. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, thank you, because it gave me license. If she's pooping, I get to poop. I'm so happy I let loose. I am pooping with reckless abandon. And, um, and then everybody else, every other woman at work, I guess, had to go to the bathroom at that moment because they all crowded in there. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm, I'm done. But this girl next to me is still going, and she is still making a big to-do about it. The the noises are still happening. So I'm like, okay, I've got to get out of here before they all think that it's me making all that noise. And so, uh, of course, I'm like, all right, I finish up. I rush out. I'm like, I start washing my hands. I think, yeah, that lady in there is the one pooping at work. And everybody, of course, is like, oh, gross, that woman. And, And then I hear the other coworker who has just gone into the stall after me let out this horrified gasp. Yeah. I hadn't heard this sound that I've gotten so used to when I'm sitting there mid-project. Yeah, those little toilets that are going off all the time did not go off. Yeah, so uh, the woman going in after me got to see what I had eaten for breakfast, lunch, and dinner the day before. Yep, so I was pranked by a toilet. As a mom, that's the that's the longest um, set of poop or longest time I've had to hear about poop from like an un, from someone over the age of seven. Um, but I was working on a set about that actually, um, and I was calling it like that. I didn't feel like there was equal opportunity pooping because I feel like guys just go in and like they'll bring like the newspaper or now like their phones. They're gonna read the news, and I feel like women are like just flushing like you do the courtesy flush like a million times. And so, anyway, um, our next comedian is Jeff Dean. Oh, all right. Thank you. Give it up for your host, everyone. Oh, yes. There we go. All right. I always know when my girlfriend's pooping by how mad she gets at me when I walk in on her in the bathroom. You know? Like, if you if you walk in on your girlfriend while she's peeing, it's like, oh, babe, what are you doing? Come on. But if she's pooping, she just, she gets pretty crazy, you know? Should have done an act out or something. That was pretty act-act-climactic, wasn't it? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, God, oh man, I have a poop joke, you know? I'm gonna, like in my mind, it's just like uproarious laughter, you know? It's just like, oh, I know how mad my girlfriend get, when my girlfriend's pooping by how mad she gets when I walk in and her in the bathroom. And then it's just like, you know, like Yankee Stadium in here. I'm killing all the time in my mind, every day. It's way better than stand-up, is just imagining yourself doing stand-up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys ever use Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. yeah? I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I don't like it at all. Makes me feel stupid. I, like, have you ever, you know, sometimes I'll watch a movie, I'll be like, that was a great movie. I love that movie. I wonder what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably a 90-something percent. It was that good, you know? And then I look it up, it's like, oh, you 30%, Jeff, you're stupid, you know? You probably shouldn't tell your friends that you like that movie. How dare you, you know? Um, you'd think, you know, so like, you know, if sometimes I'll look up movies before on Rotten Tomatoes, before I watch it, I'm like, oh, this one has over 90%. 
So I'm going to watch it. It's going to be great. Guaranteed. Almost guaranteed it's going to be a good movie. You know, and then I watch it. Say I don't like it. You'd think by my previous logic that I'd feel good, you know, that I'd be like, oh, I don't like a movie that 90% of critics liked. I must be smarter than 90% of those critics. That's not how my self-esteem works. Not at all. I feel dumb again, you know. I feel like obviously I didn't get the movie, you know. Like there must have been some underlying motif that I just am too stupid to understand, you know. Like it's the same way I feel when I read a poem that doesn't rhyme, you know. It's like, like the other day my friend was like, I was feeling down in the dumps. My friend was like, whenever I'm feeling down, I read this poem by Walt Whitman. You know, it, it always, it's about perseverance, you know, it always helps me out. And I read it, I'm like, this is about leaves of grass, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty sure the message is that leaves of grass are green and long, it really described leaves of grass the whole time. So, the other day, I was, we were, me and my girlfriend were looking for a movie to watch, uh, and we saw that... Big Daddy with Adam Sandler was available. One of my top five favorite movies. I was like, have you seen that? She has not seen Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Can you believe that? I was like, we got to watch this movie. It's great. She did not want to watch it. I'm like, it's not like other Adam Sandler movies. You know, it's good. And then she, she looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. She said, oh, it's a 40%. So I felt it was embarrassing. I got all defensive. I'm like saying stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm like, what if I'm a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes? Well, you don't like me now, you know? Um, and I think she, wa she was like, okay, let's watch it. You know, I think it was a pity thing, but we watched the movie. And the whole time I was so fucking nervous, just hoping to God she liked the movie, just watching her watch the movie the whole time. And like, I'm like, is this how Adam Sandler feels, you know, like at premieres? And if so, that's a brave man, Adam Sandler. Because he makes shitty movie after shitty movie. <laughs> And he keeps going. He keeps making them. I think he has like 20 movies this year that are coming out. <laughs> like he made a movie called Grown Ups that had a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really bad. He looked his critics dead in the eye and he made a sequel to that movie. That's how fucking brave he is. I think it's brave to, you know, I think it's brave to be like a plus size model, I think that's brave, you know, but I also think it's brave to be Adam Sandler, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit, no, okay, all right, um, anyway, I was also nervous because my girlfriend, she's a tough critic, you know, like, she doesn't, she always says that movies aren't believable, which is so frustrating to me, we were watching this movie where Whoopi Goldberg played a nun, and she's like, I don't, that character is not believable to me. I'm like, how many black nuns do you know? You know, she has, she doesn't know any black nuns. How does she know what they're going to say? <laughs> so she said Star Wars wasn't believable. It's a sci-fi movie. Anyway, she liked the movie. It felt great. I was so excited. She actually, she loved the movie. Um... And I've never loved my girlfriend more, you know? I looked at, I was just thinking like, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna fuck you, you know? We're gonna bang later. That's how I felt when I, I thought that was gonna be funnier. I thought it'd be funny because I don't seem like a guy that says stuff like that. Should I go like, I'm gonna fucking, 
oh yeah we're gonna bang <laughs> do i look like a guy who says that stuff apparently because you guys didn't laugh at it anyway um so she liked it she she made me feel better about myself she said jeff you know you're you don't have you can go against the tomato meter you know so i do now anyway that's the anticlimactic end of that joke. I'm Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Alright. Do I look like someone that would say let's bang later? Um, anyway. Okay, our next comedian is, uh, is it, it looks like Jason, but I think it's not Jason. Oh, okay, and how do you pronounce your name? Jason. Oh. Just, just like it oh, it looks like Jasoon. Uh, <laughs> but either way, okay. All right, let's do this, you know? All right, cool. There we go. All right, let's give it up for Jasoon. Jason, Jason Mack, thanks. Thank you very much for getting that right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you do kind of, I mean, I don't know you, so you could be that creepy guy, actually. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome for that. Uh, and you have that beard, the beard factor. I, I don't know. Beards are in, though. It's like the millennial craze. The online dating thing is it cracks me up. You'll have these people be like, oh, and if you have a really nice beard, I'm into you. And it's, I just find it ridiculous. Like, what's up with the, I don't know. It's like goatees back for the uh, Generation X. We had that whole era. And you, you kind of wonder when they're going to go away. And they just stick around. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, huh? No? Uh, um, yeah, the, I, the, but it's the whole thing with lines, the same thing with lines now. You say like, millennials and lines. You guys love lines. I don't get it. Like, I get lines when you want to go see, like, a good band. You're in line to see a concert, someone you worship. But they're lines for chefs. I mean, who, I, I don't, I just still don't get it. I'm, I'm waiting in line. What are you waiting in line for? For my favorite fucking pancake. Can't wait to pay f 10 bucks for it. Um, I just drove one, pie one here on, on the way here. Yeah, crazy ass line. I was like, like, what the fuck is going on that there is a line that's going all the way down the sidewalk and I was trying to, for lipstick. Fucking, that must be some good goddamn lipstick. I can't even imagine. Um... But it's a craze. It's just people just do it. Um, so I drove here from my house. And I am a pretty peaceful person, but you put me in my car and I became like, I become an angry maniac. And, and what I did realize, I'm like driving here and I'm so angry on this traffic and all of a sudden you hate every Uber driver. And it's like, and all of a sudden everybody is an Uber driver. Like, fucking Uber driver, fucking Lyft driver. But the problem is I had satellite radio on and I had reggae going so it's really hard to be angry when in the background you have like one love one hot motherfucker get out of my way one love uh, I didn't want quite didn't quite work out the way I expected uh what else do I got going on here I I work with a bunch of um it's kind of a mixed bag but there's a a, a lot of younger kids in the office and speaking of beards I like a week ago, I just was letting it grow out. And there's a guy I work with. There you go. Yeah, yours looks good on you, man. He's got that Che Guevara thing going. <laughs> uh, 
So I start going it out, and another guy I work with who's roughly my age starts busting my balls. Every day he's like, ooh, Jason, what's up? You becoming a hipster now? What do you think? You're fucking cool. And I kept blowing up. I'm like, dude, no, I'm just growing it, just letting my, I'm lazy this week. And he's busting my balls, and he's busting my balls. And, uh, and pretty soon I just say to him, hey, grab a seat, sir. You want to come sit down and help yourself? Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for showing up. Uh, so I, I, I keep growing, I'm growing out my beard and, and my coworkers busting my balls. And eventually I'm like, dude, stop. I got a fucking cold sore. That's why I'm like letting it grow out. And he yells, he's like, Jason's got herpes. Jason's got herpes. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I'm a hipster. Uh, whatever stupid fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I just recently uh, broke up with my, my girlfriend and some of the guys that I work with. They're like, dude, yeah, man, you know, don't worry, man. You'll get over this. You know, we'll go out tonight. Let's go out and have some fun. Come on, Jason. And uh, they're like, oh, man, it's fucking awesome. Come on, we'll go out. We'll get loaded. We'll find some cougars. And for a mo moment, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then it dawned on me. Like, holy shit, my cougars are like 75 years old. <laughs> like, I don't know what their cougars are getting them. They're getting like iPods or fucking iPods, fucking getting iPhones and, and like, yeah, shows my age. Who the fuck has iP iPods? And, uh, you know, I'm getting like government savings bonds and silver dollars, you know, <laughs> lifetime supply of Werther's candy. Woo. Um, but I did get lucky, uh, last week. It, it, I went out with these same guys that, uh, I work with and it was a thing of where they're, one of them's having a going away party. Like, dude, we're going to go have some drinks. Come meet us. I thought I'd go in for one drink. Next thing I know, they're, they had me full rage. It's like shots and beers. And I don't really party uh, like I used to, but I was kind of in the mode. And we, were, we went nuts. We went up in North Beach, completely shithoused. And uh, next thing I know, I'm hooking up with this girl. I No idea. And I think she's, I mean, literally, I feel like she's half my age or something. And and my buddy's like, holy shit, yeah, and we're just, and, and it's kind of a blur. Um, and then at one point, she's going to get an Uber with me and, and go, I'm like, what about your friends? You want to come back? And she's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, well, where's your purse? And she's like, um, I don't know. I, I lost my purse. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess she still has her phone. I guess millennials don't need purses nowadays. As long as you have a phone, you're okay. Um, but uh we woke up the next morning and we both had, I had a kind of different moment. I had the, like this moment when I looked, I was like, wow, good job. And she looked at me and she was like, wow. <laughs> Still working on that one. Um, what else do I got here? Oh, I got fucking my time's up. Um, okay. You guys have been great. Thanks. On the topic of millennials, I wanted to build a joke around this, but I um, some some younger people at work are like, oh, we're going to go see a band. And I'm like, what are you going to go see? And they're like, my uncle's raincoat. You should totally come. Or like the undercover jelly bean. And I'm like, I feel that makes me feel so old. <laughs> I don't know these bands. And that's just my problem, really. But anyway, I just felt like... I had to share. Um, our next comedian is Max. Woohoo! Let's do this. One. 
Thanks, everybody. I'm glad I didn't have to go directly after Charity because, you know, that's that was supposed to be a reference to like going into the bathroom after her, but <laughs> thought it went better in my head. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I like pooping at work, and I feel like the reason why can be summed up with a single quote from that movie, The Dark Knight. That's when the Joker goes, "If you're good at something, never do it for free." Like I, like I'm doing this on the clock, you know. I uh, so I was I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he used that expression, "Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones." And I was like, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be more like, you know, like how am I going to go to the bathroom in private, you know? Or like the the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. Like I. I gotta put curtains on the ceiling. That's that's a new thing. And like, I wouldn't be able to participate in knock knock jokes. <laughs> my my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. It'd be like knock knock. I'd be like, I can already see that you're an orange. Come in and ha- grab yourself a banana. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I uh. So I like I like food. Do you guys like food? Are there any any fans of food? <laughs> What's your favorite fr- food, sir? Pizza. pizza. Everybody says that. It's like uh, a lot of pizza fans. Yeah. Pizza. Pizza. Pupusa. I don't even I don't even know what that is. I don't know if that does that mean I'm not woke? Is that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, so I uh, I like raisins. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Ra- raisins are like kind old ladies. Like, like they may be dry, wrinkly, and commonly associated with irregular bowel movements, but they're also incredibly sweet. <laughs> you know what I don't like is unsweetened cocoa powder. <laughs> unsweetened cocoa powder is like an attractive young woman who doesn't get what she wants. Like, it looks good, but whew, it is bitter. <laughs> All right, that, okay. All right, let's see what else. Uh, okay, so uh, the other day I was I was walking through uh, North Beach, and I passed by this like Scientology church. Any Scientologists here? All right, uh, real re- okay. Right. <laughs> 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 any like uh, all I know about Scientology is Tom Cruise. Any like Tom Cruise fans? Like, all right. <laughs> do you have a favorite Tom Cruise movie or? Minority Report. Everyone's that's the one where you can like predict the future. Oh, does it? I don't know. Well, I wonder. He would know, but he he left. So, <laughs> Did, would, if if I'd watched Minority Report, I would have been figu- I would have been able to figure out that he would have left by the time I was talking, right? Like, because uh, you can tell the future. Uh, my favorite's Tropic Thunder. In case you were wondering. No, but as I was walking, they gave me this coupon for a pre a free personality test. So, I got a deal on it. It's free. Uh, <laughs> But I don't want to actually, because I don't want to like fail a personality test. Like that would be, that would be pretty bad, right? Like, has anybody ever failed a personality test? I don't know. I, I don't believe in that stuff anyway. Like, I don't believe in like horoscopes. Like, uh, recently I was talking to a lady and she said, "I'm a Virgo, so I'm intense and serious." And I was like, "Well, I'm a Taurus, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006." <laughs> all right, I think that's all right. So I, uh, my, my last name is pronounced uh, Moachanin. It's a Serbian. Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe, for those who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. I, I call that a Djokovic. <laughs> uh, like some people too like to tell me that like Serbia started World War I, so like we're trendsetters. All right. 
back then people were like world war that's uh that's not even a thing and the serbians are like well it's uh it's it's gonna be a thing tom cruise from minority report i'll tell you all about it it's gonna it's uh <laughs> the whole world's gonna be on board with this idea all right i'll uh, i'll finish there thanks everybody thank you Moving right along here, this is going pretty fast. I like fast. Um, <laughs> all right, our next comedian is Keith Nixon. Oh, all right, here we go. Just holding the mic feels weird to me, so I'm just gonna do it this this old school way. So, um, so this, you know, this thing was today kind of long for me and stuff. And you know, the reason it was kind of long for me today was because I had my annual evaluation. You know, and at the annual evaluation, if anyone has jobs in which they have annual evaluations, it's a time when we pretend as if we like our boss and they pretend as if they like us and then they sit around and observe things that they don't even care about normally or ever ask about or anything like this and it and it lasts a long time and then there then we just from there i i don't know what what happened so i'm hopeful i'm hopeful you know every year it comes up just keep failing um, uh, yeah. when I got hired at this particular job um, this guy the guy the same guy well his best friend interviewed me and so his, his best friend of the guy who who did my review today interviewed me and I told him I didn't want to work there um, and you know, I tell a lot of lies to myself, like people do, you know, I mean, we lie to ourselves for a thing, or I, I shouldn't speak for anybody. I lie to myself about all kinds of things. And it's usually when I want something badly enough, I'll tell myself, oh, yeah, um, well, I, I really love this woman, so I'm, I'm interested in having sex with her. Well, maybe I'm only interested in having sex with her. Those kind of lies we t just tell ourselves. And they're horrible because they hurt other people more than ourselves. And so I decided not to lie at the interview. And I, I said, you know, this one I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it straight. And I went in there and, and I, told, I told the guy, really, I don't want to work here, but I have to come here for the unemployment check from the previous job where I was laid off. And he, he just, he started laughing. The guy started laughing and then um, he asked me why I didn't want to work. And I said, I, I just want to fix my car, you know, like I'm not that wealthy or obviously I don't amount, I haven't amounted to much, you know, in my life. And I just would like to fix my car if that's okay. <laughs> but no, not this guy. This guy says, well, you know something? Uh, I'm going to have you go over here and try this, this job for a little bit. And so the, the guy had me go do this thing that I had to do. And he, and he watched me for about 15 minutes. And he, 
And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm threatening or I believe that I'm approaching the place where I'm going to threaten to hire you. You know, that kind of thing. You know, there's a process. I didn't really understand it because it's, you know, obviously I'm retarded. It was way over my head, the whole thing. You know, all I was trying to... So I said, you know, well, I don't really want to be hired. I already explained that. <laughs> and still, what is, what are you trying to do, man? I was uh, getting pretty annoyed. And so he just, he just laughed at me, and he slipped a piece of paper over with a number on it for the, what the pay was going to be, which is really, you know, pathetically low. But then I remembered, if I don't take the job, then the unemployment can stop because if a person is offered a job for the thing that they do and a person doesn't take it, why, then they'll just cut the person's benefits off. That's the way the state operates. So I knew I was trapped. So two and a half years ago, I took this stupid fucking... I mean, I'm sorry. I hope we're not on the air or anything, right? (laughs) Yeah, I took this stupid job. And today I had my annual evaluation and I didn't try hard. And I explained what I was doing wrong in here. I said, look, this isn't going very well for me uh, with his friend who just laughed again. And so I believe... I'm possibly in danger of keeping my job anyway. So my name is Keith Nixon. Thank you, Keith. Um, I I have a job. and I, I work with a lot of, um, I work for a really big company and I work for a lot of people that are really um, type A, which I've discovered um, is asshole. That's what it stands for, asshole. And I'm type B, um, which stands for uh, better. So, in case you were wondering. Um, our next comic is Kaiser. Oh, all right, here we go. Okay. Super. I I am stupid. Um, I recently cut my beard off because I am stupid. I do this every couple of months. I look at myself and I think, well, maybe it changed this time. Maybe I have a new jawline now. I, I don't. It's the same. This is how I look always. And now I have to look like for a month that you can't tell whether I remember to shave or not or what the deal is. And then eventually it's like an actual beard, but it's not quite good enough the way that I would like for it to be like it's not quite dark here like and so I'm like you know maybe I should cut it off maybe when I grew a new jawline and I could try again I like that this guy laughs back here this makes me feel really good about myself I went to this thing I went to this <laughs> that's why he does it so people keep trying I went to this thing the other night and there was this dude and you guys know who I'm talking about like you don't know the actual dude but you know the dude he has these glasses right which I consider like an appropriation of my culture and he has opinions 
All right, he has this hat, and he wants to tell you his opinions about the things that he knows. He's an expert on the economy and what the government should do about stuff, but his expertise has not led him to move out of his parents' house, right? And he's explaining to me all of the things that he pretends to believe so that the girls will like him more. And it, it, this guy's clapping because he understands. And... I used to, uh, the thing that makes me the maddest about that is that I used to have opinions. All right? I don't, I, I still, like, I still do, but I bottle them up, and I don't know, I don't even look at them. I don't know what they are. Well, I'm not gonna, because maybe I'll accidentally tell them to you guys. And let's just, like, like, let's hypothetically, I'm not saying that I believe these things, because I don't, but, like, hypothetically, let's just suppose that I spent the first 30 years of my life trying to become an expert on uh, guns, uh, and that I was really good at teaching people to do that, and the FBI came and looked at me, and they were like, oh, hey, you're not not a terrorist actually you're really cool here's your business card hypothetically and then let's say hypothetically i moved to san francisco in 2018 and nobody like the one cool thing that i hypothetically had about me no longer is i do technology i'm a computer programmer that's kind of a cool thing I guess some people hate that. Like half of the city hates that. There's graffiti about how techies should leave and it's more expensive here. I moved to the part that doesn't gentrify. I moved to the tenderloin. Uh, so it looked like I could apologize for how I was going to make that more expensive too. And I walked to work. I walked past. And it's really easy to say no to some of the homeless people because some of the homeless people are aggressive about it. Like, hey, give me $5. And it's like, no, I'm not going to give you any money. It's really easy to ignore that guy. But there's this one sweet little woman, and she has the tiniest voice, and she says, have a wonderful day. And it just breaks my heart every time. And I know that giving her money isn't going to fix anything. So I walked past and the other day I just broke. And I was like, here, here is $5. Please stop haunting my dreams. <laughs> and she said, thank you. Have a wonderful day. And then I walked past the next day and she was still there, man. Like, I gave you $5 24 hours ago. Why is your life not back together? What more do I have to do for you? And she said, have a wonderful day. I don't do anything about it. Like, I would like to think if I had an opinion about myself, maybe hypothetically that opinion would be that I'm a good person, that I'm the type of person who would do things to help other people. And I always just thought that, like, oh, once I am uh, grown up and I am big and have money, then I will use my money to help other people. That is not true. That is not. I have. I made, the excuse that I make for myself is that I own a studio apartment that doesn't have room for the woman who wants me to have a wonderful day, and that letting her live there wouldn't help anything anyway. But honestly, if I really can't, like, if this was like like the World War II, and I was trying to rescue some Jewish people, I would have plenty of room. They could sleep on an air mattress on the floor. But instead, these people, I just I don't help them at all, and that's because in addition to being stupid, I'm kind of an asshole. So, that's my opinion. Have a good night. If it matters at all, I don't think you're an asshole. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, we just moved out of the city um, 
to uh, the Burbs. And when I would, when we were living in the city, I lived on Fulton Street and I'd go running at like five in the morning and I'd like be worried about running into homeless people uh, and some that would be like pooping on my front stairs. And now in the Burbs, I'm running early in the morning and I have to look out for coyotes and deer who are pooping on my front stairs. So it's like same, same. Um, our next comedian, oh, and also, um, if anyone has not um, donated their $2 to the um, water canister of comedy, you know, that, you know, that's an, that's an, that's an option still. It still could use some money. Um, but our next comedian is Nicole, who is uh, getting her dollars ready. This is, now I feel like it's a, a show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. How you guys doing? Um, yeah. And um, I, I, I'm actually an asshole. Um, I, I could say that, you know, I guess that the best I can say about myself is that I don't want to be. Um, but maybe I'm only saying that because I want to feel better about myself. And I think the sooner you embrace the fact that pretty much everybody and you included are a little bit of a selfish asshole, I think the better off you're going to be, uh, honestly. Um, oh, shoot. Somebody called me. Anyway, I'm supposed to be concentrating on you guys. All right. What's up? So fuck people. They suck, right? God, they are the worst. Yeah. I drive for Lyft and I work at a restaurant in the marina. So that is why you're getting this attitude for me. Oh, God, the worst. Yeah, you, you really learn to hate people when you work in the marina. God, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes the best thing that I can say about people, the best thing about people is that eventually they die. Sometimes I get to laugh, sometimes it doesn't. That is the one guarantee. You see somebody on a street that's a fucking asshole, some dickhead in a beamer, takes your spot or cuts you off, know that he's going to die. I mean, you won't be there to see it, but know that and have a little smile. Okay. All right. Hearts and flowers, you guys. Love it. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of a bitch. I just, my friends uh, tell me that I'm really negative and that I need to cheer up. And there's nothing that pisses somebody off me, like, let me, like, more than saying that. And lately, my friends have been, like, posting all of these inspirational quotes to my wall. I don't know, to get their, their favorite one now. Listen to this one. Listen to this bullshit, you guys. Uh, uh, really, because really the only appropriate place for most inspirational quotes are up the ass of the person saying it. Am I right? <laughs> this one, like, yeah, Nicole, you should be more, you should be less negative. You should be more positive and bad, you know, you know, you're drawing negative energy. It's like, fuck off, you know? So they're posting this one. It's like, um, sometimes in life, it seems like, you know, you've been buried when really you've been planted. Bloom. I'm like, what? Planted and shit? <laughs> I guess that's fertilizer, so I guess you would bloom really well if you were actually planted and shit. But I read that and I just, I try to be positive, you guys. I try, but that just doesn't work for my brain because all my brain wants to say is fuck off, you know, really. I think my le least, least inspirational quote, I don't even know if it counts as one. It's, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything because it's the last day. If you're in a Beamer and you're an asshole and you fucking cut me off, I pull out my gun and I shoot you. I shouldn't be joking about guns right now, should I, guys? Okay, I should not own a gun in case you haven't noticed. Nobody sell me a gun. Um, public service announcement. Um, 
So, oh God, one time I was having this really shit day and my friend pulled that line on me where we were at a bar. Um, it was before I quit drinking. Uh, maybe I should start again. I don't fucking know. Um, she, we were at a bar and we both had this shit day and we were just like getting totally loaded. Um, and by loaded, I mean cocaine, heroin, and meth, you know, speedball right before we went in. But, uh, so, and she, and then I'm like, oh, just stop trying to cheer me up. You're drunk. You're an idiot. Let's just get, let's just get hammered. And she's all, Nicole, oh my God, I just wish I could be somebody else for one day you know somebody rich and famous and I'm like well you can't bitch you can't you know (laughs) and she goes who would you be Nicole if you could be anybody in the world for one day and I thought about it and I almost said Oprah right but I do non-Oprah things like have a three-way with Dr. Phil and Gail you know maybe sell children's organs on the internet or have a self-help book burning session god if I were Oprah for a day I would fuck her life up she would not be running for president she would not be Oprah she would be me yeah Oh my God, who deserves that? And then I thought, no, I'd be Becky Frank, you know, my worst fucking enemy. If I could be her for one day, nobody knows who she is. She's not rich and famous, but if I could be her for a day, I would spend that entire day just running her fucking life into the ground. I mean, man, I would just like, do you guys should see how badly I could fuck up my life in one hour. Imagine what I could do with one day of your life. It would be over, basically. <laughs> oh man, you get that. Think of what you could do with one day of your enemy, for worst enemy's life, you know? You could like fucking be their karma, spend all their money, you know? tape a bunch of stuff on YouTube of them saying racist shit or something. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome. I don't know what I do with one day of her life, you know, but if I were Becky for a day, she would definitely like wake up the next day in a jail cell, of course. <laughs> Full on face tattoo, head shaved, and she'd reach in her pocket and in her pocket, she would find this note from me, which read, good morning, Becky. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys for letting me share this hate with you. I'm Nicole Turley. That was awesome. I, there's another quote I like about like the grass is green where you water it, not where it's like the grass is not greener on the other side, it's green where you water it. I'm like, duh, you know. All right, let's see who the next the next comic. Are we allowed to end early, George? Oh, okay. Well, that's fun too. Um, oh, hold on, hold on there. Um, we've got Tree or Shree. Oh. oh. Do you do you guys? Oh. Cool. <laughs> Does anyone want to go again? Oh my god. I can tell you the same jokes you didn't laugh at. Oh. Um, okay, I've got um, a joke if you want to hear it. What? What were you going to say? What? Oh. Oh, sweet. Okay, then good. Then nobody has to hear my jokes. All right, sweet. What's up, everybody? Hello, 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 hello. Good evening, good evening, good evening. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> Laughter's not an option in a comedy room, people. It's so weird. It's so weird. Anyway, fuck that shit. I didn't even come up here with any fucking material. I just wanted to... It was such a bummer. It's like, fuck, we leaving an hour tonight? Hey, guess you motherfuckers get another set, though, right? Somewhere else tonight? Early? Get signed up? I don't even know why you're still sitting here through this bullshit. <laughs> Perfectly honest. It's weird. But hey, fuck it. Thanks. I appreciate you guys' support for my non-career, whatever the fuck I call this. Whatever. 
I find I've only been doing this for three fucking years. I still can't get the mic stand straight. Anyway, who cares? Um, oh, did have a couple of things I was thinking about, actually. That lady was talking about poop earlier. <laughs> right? And she was talking about how bad it is to poop in, like, somebody else's place or some other bullshit. And I was like, I live in a room, in that, like, a building with a shared bathroom. It's like 300 fucking men in that fucking building, all right? <laughs> to walk into that bathroom and, like, take a fucking shit, basically, besides some certain designated points during the day, you're taking, like... Well, you know, your grossness into your hands or something. I don't know. And like, um, boy, I got that mic keyed up. <laughs> but um, I always bring, it's the weirdest thing because I always had to bring fucking like two sheets of newspaper, some extra toilet paper, and like, and like be like prep like I'm in the Boy Scouts or camping and shit, and I'm in a building in a city. And you're like, what is like San Francisco, like the world's biggest, like, shh, 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 didn't everybody know? It's really just a fucking cool campground. Just shut the fuck up, right? Like everybody's living outside, shitting everywhere, right? <laughs> fuck it, right? This is fun, right? I was like, hey, man, that's cool. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, fuck, I got to get prepped in my own fucking building. So I'm up there on the third floor. <laughs> oh, it's just weird. I'll, I'll get back to that in half a second. Okay. <laughs> so I'm up there on the third floor. And, like, the janitors and shit. I used to work for these guys. In the walls. <laughs> these fucking maniacs in my building. Like, they'll, like, like this nozzle. They'll just, like, it to be a shower. And they'll do so much fucking speed that they'll just sit there and then just unscrew the motherfucker and just leave it running all night. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you're fucking crazy and you've been on drugs all night. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Take all the toilet paper. Every time they hit the fucking toilet, there's four fucking thick rolls. <laughs> I don't even know who, like, like if I want to take a little extra, like, for me, like, I won't blow my nose or something. Let me just bring a little extra fucking, you know, toilet paper or whatever. Where the fuck is the toilet paper? And if I do, it takes me, like, I don't know, two, three, four little wraps, and I'm gone. These rolls are, like, this fucking thick. And, like, do you have, like, a machine, like a drill? You just bring, like, a drill and then wrap that first part around and then put it in reverse and just... Just swing it, swing it till you have your own roll on one drill bit, and you put that fucking thing back, and you stick it in the next one, and you... Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, living on the third floor really made me think about... Um, yeah. Yeah, another comedian. We're not going to end with this. That's why I do this. <laughs> It's called filling and killing time. All right. Um, oh yeah. So we were talking about like um, what was this lady was talking about earlier? She was talking about something about some self. The toilet is back to that fucking toilet. The self-working toilet. And I was like, we can't even get self-fucking-working toilets together. We want to get self-driving cars on the road. Go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> right? I was a kid. I used to like the Jetsons, right? <laughs> fucking flying cars and shit. Then I grew up and I was like, you know what sounds like the most frightening thing I've ever heard of? <laughs> How about a nation of 300 million assholes with flying fucking cars and like, <laughs> start drinking when they're 21, don't give a fizz up, let's fizz and drive in the sky. <laughs> I live on like the third floor, bitch. <laughs> you die because some fuck when like <laughs> had a fucking seizure in his car. He's way up there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just it's too dangerous. Anyway, I guess we'll leave on that laugh and uh, we'll keep the show rolling. Thanks, guys. All right, we have a last minute addition. And your name, sir? Ron. Ronnie. Okay, Ron. All right, let's hear it for Ron. Bring it home, Ron. Hey, guys. My name is Ron, R-O-N-G. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> I just really love my name because my name sounds meditation. Who wants to start? Wrong, wrong. Do you feel more, more relaxed now? Yes, yes. You know, people, a lot of people, they pay a lot of money just to hear my name. Does that make sense? Because I, you know, there are only two ways in the world, the right way and the wrong way. <laughs> Last time, thank you. <laughs> Last <laughs> Last time I, I, I parked at a private parking lot and the, this policeman came, came to me saying that, Ron, wait, he said, hey dude. <laughs> <laughs> I should not tell you my name. Anyway, so he, he came to me saying that, hey dude, you know you're parking at the wrong place. This is a private parking place. And I was like, yeah, my name's Ron. So that's my place. I still can't believe I got a ticket. But I paid but I paid it with my meditation money. <laughs> I was I was born on an island off the coast of China called Japan. Just, <laughs> just kidding, I'm Chinese. In in, in Australian accent, it's, I'm Chinese. <laughs> I'm try trying to mimic it, but trying my best. So, I mean, the reason why I was born on an island was because my parents, apparently my parents wanted a view of the mainland China across the ocean, where people there have this thing called life. Is that for me or not? I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, um, I, growing up, I was really shy. I, um, do you guys know the movie Cast Away? <laughs> this guy surviving on an island with a friend or a, a volleyball called Wilson. By the way, how many minutes do I have? Two more? Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure if I, if I can finish the story or not. <laughs> okay. 
Take your time. You're the last comedian. Oh, my God. I have half an hour, I think. <laughs> okay, don't take all the time. So, basically, you know this guy, right? He's, he's arriving on an island with a, with a volleyball, Kyle Wilson. I was just like him, except that I didn't have a volleyball. I had a ping pong ball. <laughs> and his name is Chen Jisihan Kulamatu Naran Subalaku. Let's just call it John. I, I love this ping pong ball so much. I actually dressed him up with the pipe cleaner so he had a body. I even bought him to the mainland China with the ping pong paddles. And I basically carried, carried him everywhere I went, except that I, when I was playing ping pong with my friends. Because I didn't want to upset him, right? Like, imagine you, uh, you go home and your ping pong ball is waiting for you. He's like, where did you go? And I, I go, I just hang out with my friends. And he's like, I smell another ping pong ball. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there are other ping pong balls, but I was thinking about you the entire time. Um, basically, that's basically me being very shy, and my mom was also worried about it, and she's, she told me, Ron, you should talk more, talk to more people, otherwise, how do you go to Stanford? So I decided to talk more to my best friend, my turtle more often. <laughs> I, I like my turtle. You know, I, I knew he was uh, jealous, jealous, jealous of me because me and my ping pong ball. So I, I got, <laughs> it happened. Let's do, <laughs> feel better. I have lots of energy. So basically I gave, I, um, Kaiser, you were having fun. What does that mean? That's it. That's it. Okay. So, so, so basically, the ping, the um, the, he he was jealous of me and the ping pong ball, right? So I basically got him a girlfriend. Sure, it's a rock, but he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna end it here. It's a long story. I need half an hour. felt like I should wrap it up or something, right? I think that's what... What? Wrap it up! Okay. Thank you for coming. Um, that was... Everybody was so funny. Um, yeah. Right on. And I hope that you have a great weekend in San Francisco, waiting on lines and pooping and hanging out with your turtle. The whole waitressing you know the whole the whole thing all right thanks no blind spots in the leopard's eyes can only help to jeopardize the lives of a lamb
Never come 
Silver fish, eternal dust. 